0: Hello, and broadcasting from the beautiful central coast of California, it's the Dr. Death Danger Radio Show! And welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Death Danger Radio Show with your boys, James and Edward. I'm Edward. What's up, everybody? Oh, you know, if I'm everybody, I hope you all are chilling. And remember, since I finally remembered, (laughs) there are timestamps in the description. So if you ever want to go to specifically something, they're there. Go go find the timestamps. We were having a lovely combo earlier about... Yeah, how is like, uh, why is so much... Why is cool normies jocking fucking, like, nerdy shit, like, anime shit that was, like, not cool like 10 years ago, but now fucking Yu-Gi-Oh's coming off cool or something. I remember... I'm I'm
1: sure I've said this on this podcast before, but I always joke with uh, folks when they come through my bookstore and they buy manga. I always joke with them, like, man, I remember back in my day, you know, watching anime, playing video games and stuff. That's the kind of stuff that, like, you know, you get bull for but nowadays it's like you know oh my gosh goku he's so cool you know stuff like that like oh my god corpse husband's shocking Oh yeah you know, i know like that it's surreal like i feel a little I'm bitter balls yeah like, i feel a little bitter i do feel very because bitter. it's like i wish this was shit i didn't get made fun of but you know uh, i'm i'm uh, on one hand i'm like you know what Good for the people that can grow up in a world where it's normalized.
0: Yeah, but I guess it's sad as fuck, but I'm still fucking bitter. I'm just like, motherfucker, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Like it's, Yu-Gi-Oh! It's Yu-Gi-Oh! used to be
0: like really nerdy fucking shit, and like the cool nerds would be jocking Magic the Gathering, but now the cool nerds are jocking Yu-Gi-Oh! and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah,
1: take that real nerds, quote unquote.
0: Well, I'm well, bro- sure the board- fucking cult of like the super nerds. That's like
1: board game and card game nerds are a completely different league of. Nerds.
0: Dude, I'm just a fucking trendsetter, dude. I was fucking jocking pink before MGK was. So fucking I'm <laughs> That's like That's true. I'm doing many things that I guess was cool before they were That cool. was our
1: era though. Do you remember when we were in high school the big gimmick was real men wear pink? you remember that remember in high school all the guys would wear pink and then the the whole thing was uncomfortable enough in my in my uh because this is you know back in a time where we were still yeah, starting yeah, to yeah, but get whatever, out of. that
0: was like just goofy like high school kids did that yeah. as an adult i just fucking do it willy-nilly yeah i mean it's not a big. i mean it's not a big Yo, deal. high school is one thing where it's like oh we got a flex or something but once yeah. you join adulthood, that's like it's a, that's like free gaming <clears> stuff but fucking i would have worn
1: purple if i dude had pink
0: it. trip what up yeah dude i um
1: i think i think pink's cool like but i'm talking like hot hot pink like you know like uh like, yeah, And i'll fucking like wear, like it. I'll big, wear bright neon fun. pink like marlouche's hair or something yeah but uh yeah we were chilling, talking about anime, which is one of the things we're going to talk to you guys about and today. Should we just get into it? We got. Should we like just it. get into
0: it? We do have long episodes. We do. And we do like to talk about this. True. So anyone you know that's been following, like the very little of you that are super beautiful for listening to us. All right, we're going to talk about fucking Attack on typing Titan, typing Typen, bro. Attack on typing Yo, Attack on typing episode
1: 11? Or is yes. it 10? I'm pretty sure it's 11. It's two digits.
0: It's a two digits. No, digit- it is 11,
1: because I think last episode was 10. Yes. Yes. Which,
0: I'm going into talk right now. Bro, we're on episode 11, and we got supposedly five more episodes. So, that fucking's freaky. That's like... Okay, this has to be a split season now. Because at first... It has I, to be. Because at first it's like, okay, they could do shit pretty quick and compress <laughs> into 16 episodes. I could see that. But if I'm not mistaken, don't we get like a whole backstory on the fucking Founding Titan, Ymir, herself or something? that was oh, in yeah. The manga? oh, yeah. Oh, w- yeah. Well, see, we're caught up oh, on the manga. Shit, spoiler.
1: <laughs> we're all caught up on the manga and like, bro, there's still a lot they have to cram in.
0: And like... What, in four episodes?
1: I don't know if that's possible. This has to be a split season, bro.
0: Yeah. That has to be a split season. And I'm fine with that, but, like, what the fuck? Like, the final battle, I could presume that can happen the same amount of time as, like, the final battle in season three. Yeah. Like, that could be a two or three episode thing, which I thought it would be there, but, like, now it's, like... They're going to go into, sorry, spoilers, there's going to be a lot more backstory and stuff happening where I'm sitting there and it's like, okay, this is not going to happen. This has to be a split season because there was some theories of that, but now it's like, okay, we're like at episode 11, four more episodes. Unless they cram yeah. everything in, in the last four episodes or these start becoming two hour long episodes.
1: I kind of hope not because that's just Attack on Titan's pacing been so good for the whole run. I don't want them to suddenly rush it all at the end because that's what they're. That's what happened with Promise Neverland. Did you hear about that anime? First season, no. first season was super amazing. Second season's been super garbage. So, Breh. I don't want that to happen. To AOT. Well, I
0: have a feeling AOT is going to do well. So, well, how does this bad boy start? Okay,
1: so everyone's favorite character, Gabby, has a nightmare. Actually, yeah, what's the, well, we'll do the meme of the week at the end of the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen too much, but I think I do see a few. But yeah. Um, yeah, Gabby has a nightmare. Then she kills a guy during her panic attack. And then her and Falco run away.
0: Well, she wasn't having a nightmare. It was all a ruse to, like, get the fucking guard in there. So then she oh. could beat the shit out of the guy with a fucking brick and a sock. Okay, see, I that was pretty fucking brutal. No, it was yeah. all fucking like, it was all Gabby scheming because it's like simple thing. Ah, no, oh, I'm hurt. Oh, hey, Good Samaritan, help me. Yeah, I can help you. I'm a Good Samaritan. Ah, fuck you. Get <sighs> beat the shit by a fucking. Island sock Devils. Wreck. Yeah, I know. So Gabby still has no chill. And, and I can tell you a spoiler alert. She has no chill with this whole episode. She has no fucking chill. Oh my god! Whatever. So yeah, so, they yeah. like escape out of the prison and run into the
1: woods. And then a blonde dude wakes up from his slumber. Which that's Reiner. That's Reiner. Yeah. And then we get the sixties. Just say blonde dude. Why can't you just say Reiner? Because I, I was going to make a comment. There's so many fucking blondes in this show. There's like five or six.
0: Dude, that's a lot. Like, and these are main characters. Like main blonde. They're characters. main
1: characters I mean there's Armin, Annie, Reiner,
0: and and. Yeah, whatever. Reiner wakes up he wants to know where Gabby and Falco are, but uh uh-oh, they're on fucking parodies, bruh.
1: (laughs) So yeah, then we get the sick theme song. Dude, I love this season's theme song. Gabby and Falco are chilling at a lake. And Gabby is whining like a dumb, crazy asshole and won't throw her armband away, even though Falca's
0: like, bro, the soldiers will actually find us. Yeah, it's like, the, like she's sitting there, is like, <clears throat> no, this is proof that I am a good Eldian. I am not going <laughs> to take this off. I'm <laughs> not these island devils. And it's like, dude. There's no nationalism in this show. Yeah, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, she's so sitting there, is like, but they're like, says so like, dude, all the fucking people that aren't military aren't going to recognize it. But the Falco is like, yeah, but if there's like dudes that are military, they're going to like recognize it. So, bruh.
1: It's not just because she killed Sasha, bro. I don't like Gabby. She's fucking annoying. Well,
0: so far, she's been really, really, you like, yeah, she was like sus in the fucking first couple episodes when the war zone and shit and her trying to be like some super soldier at yeah. age eight and whatever. And then she's just flexing like, oh, I'm going to get the fucking armor, armor Titan. What up? But now it's just fucking, like, disaster strikes, but honestly, if she's a reflection of, like, season one Aaron, yeah, that she's yeah. gonna be as annoying as season one Aaron, because holy fuck. So they then, get back, yeah, Aaron's kind of fucking annoying. Yeah.
1: So Maybe not as annoying. Gabby's really, really, really annoying. Gabby's way worse. Yeah, Gabby she- is way worse. <clears throat> so another blonde named Katya, Kaya? Yeah, it's Kaya. She finds them in the woods and offers them food and a place to stay. And then they go to this ranch, the Blouse Ranch. Yep ooh and then I wrote the next note I have Gabby is super racist because they like so they offer her and Falco food and stuff and she's just absolutely refusing to eat it because she doesn't want to take patronage from these island devils
0: yeah no she even like smacks away the mom, the mom's hand and shit I'm just like bruh dude Gabby has no chill right now
1: then we flash cut to, to one of the old military dudes talking to the Japanese ambassador yeah, as, they speak the
0: about, lady. Yeah, as they speak about the world's first flying boat. Yeah, basically they show up. It's like, oh hey, you're cute invading Marley and stuff, <laughs> and like whatever. I guess you guys are kind of serious. Whatever. We come here with the like the world's first flying boat, but we need your ice stones to freaking feel it. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Then next we um we cut to Hanji being surrounded by a bunch of people that are grilling her on questions about a Aaron. lot of these people
0: we knew from season three, like yeah. mostly just the main like son for the Reva's company for the Reeves company and stuff. But they're mm-hmm. all questioning Hange and like why she's like taking like why she's like incarcerating like some of these fucking scout troopers yeah. and for them leaking information about Aaron and stuff and uh, she's like sitting like we don't want you getting all sketched but it's like well, what are you doing it's like it's basically questioning like hey you can't withhold information it's like well I can it's for the greater of your good well you shouldn't uh-huh. it's like oh hey it's season 3 all over again because you see
1: everybody what happened was Aaron <clears throat> excuse me um, these next couple of bullet points are intersect with that in the next one, because basically they're telling Hanji Aaron's actions have been have given the people of Eldina hope and stuff. Eldina. Eldin, well, sorry. And uh, well, yeah. Paradise. Future.
0: They say paradise. Paradise. But it's, like, but it's like whatever. Paradise.
1: So Hanji doesn't really. So Hanji's just like, bro, we're just doing it for the good of everything we do is for the good of the people, whatever gets past everybody. Hanji interrogates the guys that leaked info about Aaron, basically saying that, and and the people that are being interrogated basically like they feel Aaron. Well, these are all the sketchy peeps, the sketchy scouts.
0: Yeah, yeah, like the, these are the sketchy scouts that were ready to fucking rage the night after causing genocide. Where like all our normal like loving characters aren't stoked for causing genocide, but these guys, yeah, are, they're
1: all stoked because you see. Aaron effectively started a revolution and they think he should be freed be, and they think he's the true ruler or rather he should be the one that rules the nation. Hanji's like, you know what? I don't disagree but yeah, you're detained, LMAO.
0: Yeah, you shouldn't be leaking information that we, like, you shouldn't be going out leaking information unless you want to start an uprising in the name of like, another PA blonde years.
1: girl who I think was the one that was simping for her two episodes ago uh, is with no, no that in was a, a jail cell. No, that was Historia. This is that another girl named Louis- Luis. Luis, that's right. You know what? They, she said that, too. Um, and basically, she's telling Mikasa how she inspired her. She's basically simping all over Mikasa. She is. she asked, ass-kicking waifu, bruh. <laughs> So Louise tries to ask Mikasa why she joined the corps and she says if it's because of Ye- of Aaron you know she was trying to use that as a way to spin her try to convince her to freeing him Mikasa's Mikasa's like shut up but then Mikasa gets a flashback to Aaron killing the dudes from way way long time ago when she was a kid yeah. The then the other blonde lady that I the thought other was blonde uh, that I thought was Armin a few times, uh is being told that her comrades are in prison. Yeah. And, and then we cut to a creepy close up of a horse. Oh yeah, Yelena or Elana or whatever. Is
0: it is it that? It's Yelena. Yeah, yeah, that like quick shot of Yelena. I totally forgot about that. So
1: then we um we cut back to the farm. We get a creepy close up of a horse. There's some comedy where Gabby gets her head munched on. She falls in the mud, and then a bucket falls in her head. That was great. And her stokedness is like super
0: not stoked.
1: Then the, um, the uh, Kaya eats lunch with them and it tur- she explains the purpose of the farm. Turns out it's an orphan farm. This is one of the many. This place is one of the many that taken orphans after the attack four years ago. And then I wrote Gabby goes on a super racist rant about how the Eldians never atone for the-, the Eldians never atone for the sins of their ancestors. Yep. And then the blonde girl is like it- the blonde girl strip is like. What does that have to do with kids losing their parents? And then Falco's trying to just be like, "Gabby, shut the fuck up!" Oh my god, what are you? And do? then Gabby's like, and then Gabby's like, "It's basic history." I'm like, "Oh my god,
0: it's basic history." But then freaking like, Kai yeah. reveals that she knows that Gabby and Falco are Marleyans. Yeah, because they're using different names.
1: It's like Ben and Mia. Yeah, yeah. And then Gabby again, Queen. Queen No Chill tries to fucking kill Kaya with a pitchfork. Yeah, she says some shit like the island devils have revealed themselves. I knew they weren't nice. They-, they could never be this nice. I'm just like, bro, are you even a real character? <laughs> what is this,
0: dude? What is Gabby, bro?
1: So yeah, and then and, and, and then because Gabby's a al- dude. I swear, Gabby screams like ninety percent of this whole episode. That's
0: yeah, that's what I she kind of
1: does. I say that because people hear them shouting, and then. You know, they're in a spot where Kaya could blow their cover, but she covers for them. And then I don't know if the YouTube thing I watch is just weirdly cut or it just does this, but then they smash cut. We go to the village that Kaya grew up in.
0: Whoa, whoa, here. Well, there was the part where Kaya like covered for them because, like, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, I guess I didn't catch that.
1: Yeah, she covered for them. And then she takes him to the village that she grew up in and tells the story about, yeah, her mom was killed by a titan and she heard her being eaten. And then Gabby tries to her go... Her mom screams. And like Her she, mother screams, yes. She screams
0: so hard that she lost her voice while getting munched on by a titan. That's fucking brutal. Well, well, the show's pretty fucking brutal in the first place, so... Is it? No, no, it is. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I don't know. So, Ooh, Gab- so no, no. So Gabby tries to, go- tries to be racist again and tries to, you know be like how you know oh your ancestors and then and then Kai is like, uh, Kai is like, yeah, but what about us? We didn't do anything wrong. Gabby's like, but bro, your ancestors and Gabby. And then it's this really intense scene, yeah, right? Like she's
0: explaining like the basic run through history. It's like, oh, your old Eldian ancestors were freaking titans that like tormented normal people, thus then mingled with them sexually and started breeding <laughs> around and stuff. Of thousands <laughs> of years of this shit. And freaking, yeah. you, you must atone for it. But then Kai is going like, that was right thousands my- and thousands of years ago. Why did my mom had to be eaten? Why did she have to suffer? Why did she
1: have to die so horribly? Yeah, apnea? what did my mom
0: do? She did nothing. She was not part of that. This yeah. was thousands and thousands of years ago. And then she's like, Gabby's still yelling about, but the sins and atonement. But it's like, my mom was not like that. Did she deserve to die in a horrible death? But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Sorry. Water. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, no, and eventually there's a point where freaking the Falco talks about, yeah, with the fucking Marlanes coming in, like, four years ago, freaking, like, you know, like, the main piece of Annie Bertolt, freaking yeah, yeah, yeah. Reiner, whatever, like, at, kicking in and letting the Titans go fucking nut shit on everyone, kicking in the wall and everything. So, there's like, yeah, Falco explains, like, the freaking, like, whiplash of that, but yeah, no, And after everything, freaking yeah, I know. What was it? <clears throat> yeah, so... Well, yeah, no, it's uh, still because it yeah. kind of like wraps down eventually like... They kind of chill out and freaking, yeah, Kai was talking about like... Because they ask her hey, how did you get away from the Titan? I'll let you tag team down.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and then she's like... <clears throat> she's like, uh, basically, a woman saved me and started fighting a Titan with uh, with an axe. With a hatchet. With a hatchet. Whoop, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> That's your boys. This episode was brought to you by Fago. So, um, yeah, Then she, and then we see, like, a still image of the person helping her. And, and I don't know, like bro, Sasha. it looks a lot like Sasha.
0: It kind of comes off totes like Sasha. It looks super like Sasha. Although well, this orphanage and the blouses seem like fucking Sasha's fucking peeps. Yeah, because like they talk Sasha's- about, and then she invites, like, these peeps. Like, all right, Gabby and Falco. Like, Gabby, you have no chill. But I ain't a piece of shit like you. <laughs> so we got offered to go munch at like this one dude's restaurant, a Marlene that's working. You can meet up with him and maybe he can help you like bounce off the island. So, and the la- yeah. Then the last two bullet points I have are post credits
1: scene where oopsie, Zeke is alive. LOL. Yeah, no, I totally
0: tripped the fuck out at first because it's like the credits kind of appeared really soon. I'm just yeah, like, yeah, me too. But then it's like, oh, I guess it's now the next point of the story. So and then that and then oh shit they're gonna attack paradise dun 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 yeah so we're back in marley we see mcgath friggin deducing that zeke is alive and is allied with paradise because he's talking about like them (laughs) rummaging through the freaking rubble and checking out the beast titan's corpse so presuming like zeke has been with this with the fucking eldian revolutionists and stuff so friggin this has been planned for a while. So he plans, like, alright, we're gonna go attack Paradise in six months, where we can rebuild our milita- military a little bit, and get the global alliance together. But the fucking warrior titans of, like, Reiner, Porco, I totally forgot the fucking car titans chick's name. They all uh, insist it's like, yeah. yeah, we could do that, but we want to get Falco and Gabby the fuck out of there, so let's fucking invade now. Like, yeah, we might not have, like, full-on fucking, like, huge military force, but honestly, this will also help because, like, in six months, Zeke can also set up a counter-attack, set up a counter-plan. So, let's go there fucking now. At least get fucking Gabby and Falco out of there. And, yeah, that's how the episode ends. More dialogue and fucking Gabby just being fucking having no chill. I don't know. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good too. It's just like the past couple episodes has just been more tame, world building, getting ready for the fucking holy shit stuff is going about to happen and everything. But yeah. Um. Anything else you want to add on, or are you trying to find I memes? Was, no, I was trying to Google how many
1: episodes this shit has, and apparently, yeah. Um. Anime's ending in March. Manga's ending in April. Sixteen episodes and if it does do that then it is not going to be able to cover the whole manga
0: nah that's so fucking sad unless there's doing like some like a fucking movie or something dude there's so much shit it's like I was spoiled earlier. And Unless then they're then gonna then cut away like the fucking more world building of the Titans or something. Yeah, it just goes straight into the fucking meat and potatoes of everything. Yeah, they're gonna go right because it would
1: have to be either next episode or the episode after that. We well, just go right pre- to the rumble. Well, in the
0: preview we see the fucking explosion. So yeah. honestly, if they just like skip through what I supposedly was all the freaking world building of Titans, they skip all that shit. And maybe they do, like, a freaking hour-long, like, final episode or something. But, dude, fuck. They're trying to, like, cr- cram that in, like, five episodes. They've done it before. Yeah, but as I said, like, unless there's they gonna... be have five more like, episodes? Unless, yeah, we're gonna get, like, specific stuff. It's like, yeah, like, we're gonna get, like, the fucking rumbling going. Spoiler alert. The rumbling's gonna happen. They're gonna make do an episode of the back history of fucking all of, like, the freaking found, of the Founding Titan. And then all the shit with the fucking rumbling. So... They got five episodes like they can, but who knows? We'll see. That's kind of I feel like they're like jamming a lot, but it's like, I guess could be doable or no, We'll see because stuff can just kind of happen real quick. Oh, how do
1: you feel on that? See, I just don't know. Maybe it's because I have watched the manga watch the manga because I have read the manga. I'm literally, I'm just like, man, what the fuck are they going to do?
0: Unless they, cut I mean, just, out, unless they cut, like, as I said, the Founding Titan shit
1: out. Because honestly, the final battle shit, which is going on right now in the manga, I thought that that was going to last at least four episodes. Maybe. I Honestly, I thought it was going to last like five. Obviously not. But at least I thought it was going to last. I could get like
0: that two and a half episodes. They could do all the fucking crazy shit in the final battle, like the final, final battle, not like the fucking invasion bit that's going to happen and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. We're I, just gonna, hey, we're just gonna watch and see, bro. We got five more weeks of this sh- sh- cool shit. Yeah.
1: So is I I forget is next
0: the album review or is next Wandavision? Well, next, well, I guess my quick Wandavision report. Yeah. Which, hey, remember when I was saying like when they did their plot twist last week, and I would see fucking nerds trying to like point out. Fucking details that foreshadows of like this plot twist, but I just read it, it's like honestly this comes bro. A lot of it was just kind of just bullshit. Yeah, like the Attack on Titan fucking foreshadowing shit had very specific details that we know what actually happens, and like this is like normal stuff too. And like once you're aware, you see it's oh shit. But I see the nerds talking about fucking Wandavision and like. Agatha Darkness referencing her husband's name is an actually referencing another character that's important to the Scarlet Witch fucking comic books or something it's like bro this is kind of bullshit <laughs> quit fucking bullshitting me guys but this episode yeah. this had no fucking no sitcom gimmicks if anything this was this whole episode was mostly just building up fucking Wanda's fucking backstory and shit how she got her fucking powers where she's at right now and stuff and in the end because it builds a little bit of Agatha, but mostly Agatha's like, having her go through a fucking, like, walk through Wanda's life kind of thing, where it's like, alright, how'd you get to Paris? Honestly, she just wants to know, how did you turn a whole town into a sitcom? How'd you do it? Because Agatha's, like, you know, a actual m- freaking magic witch person or whatever, and actually does, like, cool, f- normal fucking witch terminology and shit. But whatever, they're going through Wanda's life, and eventually... Because there was a point where like I guess like they she ran in one like Wanda ran into one of the infinity stones and she saw like something that looked like the scarlet witch in her fucking infinity stone vision or whatever. It eventually turns up that freaking Wanda just kinda appears at this fucking old shitty land where a house was like a foundation where a house could be built on and stuff. And literally it was the deed for her and vision's fucking life. Her and Vision's own personal house where they can grow old loving happily but since vision's dead then she just have a freaking moan of just like sadness and grief and then she turned the whole town into a sitcom but then agatha goes and realizes oh shit i know what your type of fucking magic is it's fucking chaos magic and you're the scarlet witch Ooh. <laughs> and i'm just sitting there i was like oh okay but yeah no no sitcom gimmicks like they explain like why Wanda's all about fucking sitcoms because every time they walk through her fucking like life story and shit, she likes watching fucking sitcoms and in freaking war torrents to Clovia or whatever the shit. Yeah. So they're chilling in the fucking Avengers compound watching Malcolm in the middle of freaking vision and shit. So yeah, Wanda's character herself likes fucking sitcoms. It sounds like if my mom was a comic book character, <laughs> like I'm not even kidding.
1: Wanda does TV like how my mom does.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. And then fucking. But yeah, no, I guess her fucking magical ability is that she's like, since this whole fucking TV show just seems like this is basically was the fucking like Scarlet Witch movie. Oh, fuck. I think. Because it's. It's
1: Is that why they did it. Oh, my God. That makes sense. Because people wanted like not as much as Black Widow, but people wanted a Scarlet Witch movie, but we never got one.
0: But this whole fucking show is the gimmick of the sitcom shit, but whatever. We're getting, like, literally, this episode was just, like, all the backstory for fucking Wanda and, like, what is she and stuff, too. But whatever. I guess the Scarlet Witch is a fucking myth witch or something of legend, like the fucking Super Saiyan or something. (laughs) While freaking Agatha, like, in her little quick backstory, she was practicing fucking dark magic and stuff, but she eventually took over her fucking, like, witch guild and shit. Like, and, like, while they were trying to burn her to a crisp. And stuff. But freaking whatever. Then she's just sitting there like, oh shit, you're the fucking legendary Scarlet Witch and your Magic's Chaos Magic and stuff. And you're a sketchy threat. Whatever. I think next episode, like, the show wraps up or some shit. I don't know. And then, yeah, Visions, I guess... But here's the thing, because, like, the whole show, the fucking, like, military peeps that were trying to fucking take down Wanda and stuff were all tripping out because they said that Wanda jacked Vision's corpse, but if this whole fucking life story of freaking Wanda. She never jacked Vision's corp. She literally made a fucking Vision out of nowhere. So I'm sure they're tripping out. Why the fuck are we seeing a fucking Vision, bro? So whatever. I guess fucking Scarlet Witch is pretty fucking OP.
1: I put in WandaVision on uh, TV Trove.
0: No, you're going to tell see? me how fucking game changer it is? Because, dude, I fucking went.
1: Romantic, superhero, science, fantasy, mystery, psychological, surreal, horror, thriller, action, dramedy.
0: Hey, let's name every fucking genre under the sun while we're at it fucking snuff film too bro and yeah it's the 24th installment of the what Marvel
1: snuff bro it's the 24th installment of the marvel cinematic universe the first installment of phase four and among the first to be developed by marvel studios as an
0: episodic live action series for disney plus which is honestly comes off fucking like they were just making it was like stuff that was supposed to be a movie but like again baby. they decided to do the sitcom fucking gimmick Hey, if you want to talk about the fucking dem trying to go meta with sitcoms and stuff as fucking compelling, like experimental television, yeah, whatever. Cool shit, bro. I'll give you that, but fucking most part, everything else is like, okay, it's not the fucking masterpiece people are saying, and that's the only thing I'm challenging.
1: Yeah, Babies, uh, Babies for his... Postmodernism and like I, I don't know you, you explain it to me yeah, post-modernism's
0: the fucking Simpsons bro they did it fucking Better <laughs> Go watch the Simpsons if you want to Fucking like early yo the first Fucking eight episode first season First eight seasons of the Simpsons That's the fucking postmodernism Shit To the moment like I watched the fucking video of this fucking Sick youtuber that does these videos called Never ever and shit and fucking, um... What else, but I don't know, whatever. This guy, like, just does stuff where it's like, there will never, ever be another race car driver like Dale Earnhardt. There will never, ever be a show like Monday Night Raw in, like, 99. Mm. And then he just did an episode where, like, there will never ever be an episode of Simpsons, like, Homer's Enemy. Oh my god. Which is like, that's like, he's there, like, sitting there it's like, this was the episode that was basically the fucking magnum opus of all that is the simpsons from this episode on it's just total trash because that was like the last thing that's like right ra- that last episode was a like grafter where like the main dudes that were there fucking bounced out and fucking matt what's his face decide- just like was just kind of freaking coat was just kind of just like phoning it in on the simpsons while he did his fucking like thing for futurama oh uh matt graining yeah matt graining it looks like it's groaning but it's graining whatever yeah graining and stuff too And then, yeah, that episode of, like, you know, Homer's Enemy with the fucking, like, one dude that, like, that one, like, friggin' nerdy geek that he works all hard in his life, super educated, but fucking he gets so pissed off at fucking Homer, just, like, able to just aloof along in life and friggin' still have way more materialistic wealth and possessions than him while he works his ass off and shit. Yeah. But it's fucking so meta because, like, Homer's character in the beginning of the series was like that towards Ned. So now we get a freaking early stage Homer looking at the later Homer who's finally accepted where he is in life. Totally cool shit. Go watch The Simpsons. That's way more cooler. But honestly, go watch WandaVision. It's still fun and shit. Like, it's still like a fun-ish show. It's just like masterpiece game changer all this stuff it's like fuck bro don't say this (laughs) quit insulting my intelligence (laughs) i'm telling you i saw that shit on magazines that we selled that's, Sold, dude. That's fucking just insulting my intelligence at that point, bro. It's like fuck, dude. mean, you, you it a, sounds like a pretty good show, but like, it's, like, a, it's a good but not great
1: fucking show. You can tell they wanted this to be a one-off thing. That's why all the plot
0: twists this feels got like rushed. it's just like was a fucking Scarlet Witch movie. Yeah, that's but, why, this, that's why it there out. was
1: no buildup. That's why the uh, that's why they do the alternate reality plot as early as episode two is because Postal they knew alternate this a reality. Plot. That's why.
0: Because they knew this was going to be one and done. Whatever. But alternate Rally, it just turns into fucking Wanda, i.e. the Scarlet it's Witch. is fucking super up, OP.
1: <laughs> it's just setting up the Doctor Strange movie, which is just setting up the multiverse, which is just setting up Tobey Maguire.
0: That's all we want, bro. That's
1: all. It, I just want to see my boy back as Spidey. All
0: right. Let me fucking timestamp this shit and let's fucking talk about Ice Earth.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: fucking go for it. What'd you think of this fucking album? Uh, Let me pull up my notes.
1: Uh, I feel like I liked it well okay so it's shorter than the other the last few
0: albums which is nice
1: yeah you sure it seems like the same thing but and it's about Spawn which is a comic character I like which is cool Is it? I just
0: know fucking the artwork's about Spawn and shit yeah
1: apparently the whole album's a concept I guess Schaefer's a fan of Spawn and he actually like oh hey
0: metal fools that like comic books <laughs> are fucking geeks fucking shocker revelation I guess, bro.
1: I guess he actually like tried to ask Todd McFarlane himself if he could like write music for cause at the time the Spawn on show and movie was coming out.
0: See, I remember that movie. Peep's not liking it as much, but I remember remember watching it. I remember watching on fucking TV and that shit was sick as fuck. So hence why uh, it sounds like- Fuck, sorry, quick thing. I just want to, I'm like being that guy because remember the fucking, everyone gushing over fucking Black Panther Yeah. and fucking him being the first black kind of like superhero and stuff. But I'm certain it's like, People go like, dude, there was Blade and Spawn. I'm just like, yeah, there was Blade and Spawn. (laughs) I don't think... I don't don't know if those movies were as done well as fucking Black
1: Panther. I don't think... I don't think the Spawn guy is originally black, but they did cast... Um, a black dude. <laughs> yes, a very talented black dude.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it was fucking... Yeah, there was horrible CGI, but it was like, dude, this is fucking 90s, bro. Yeah. Fuck, and plus, Disney wasn't fucking behind this fucking superhero shit.
1: So, yeah, so the album is a little more stripped out and melodic, which I guess at the time, people didn't really care for. Um, and the simplified lyrics, people said it lacked intensity. Um, I guess Schaefer was like... Because they were, the band was in such a bad mood during Burnt Offerings, this album, they were in a
0: good mood.
2: Yeah, that's no, why I no. want Ice Earth's
0: intensity. <laughs> Fuck, bro. Yeah, sure. So, I'm going to tell you, this album is basically the, the step where they became modern Ice Earth, where they're yeah. writing fucking catchy anthems
1: and stuff. That's why Dark like, Saga was more leaning on the melody and vocals, was because there wasn't as much aggression in the studio, <sighs> I guess. Did, the, did any of those albums we listened to sound intense or aggressive to you? Fuck, dude.
0: Well, unless. Uh, maybe to so some. Intense? People, maybe not to me, because I listen to harder shit, bro. I'm going to so, be that guy. I was like, dude, oh I, like, nails exist in this universe, not back then. <laughs> quick funny story about the, dark,
1: about the Dark Saga. So it's the last and album. And yeah, I can
0: understand Napoleon Deaths got their fucking new metal album at that time. Oh, is this when Diatribes was released? Dude, Diatribes has to be around the same oh year. Oh my
1: god. Oh my, It's the closest they had to a bad album. So narrow-minded. <laughs> anyway, so there's a quick story that I saw about this album. So... Um, This is the last album to feature their older bassist. And then this other guy that they had, um, he he didn't play on the album, but he was on the back cover. Well, apparently he was fired right after he showed up for the audition because he didn't learn any of the band's songs for the tour. And he showed up with a trunk full of promo material for his own band. See, that's kind of annoying to promote his band.
0: Yeah, no, I heard a story a lot of fucking times. These dudes, like, try to rehear, like, freaking bring in, Didn't like, Did that groups. happen to Bone Steal? I don't fucking know. I know I dealt that with. Fu- I was reading the fucking Megadeth book and shit, and Dan Mustaine, when he was trying to bring back the classic Rest in Peace lineup. Yeah. A lot of it was, oh, yeah, pay me twice with fucking Dave Ellison's making a week, and also let us sell our own shit for our own musical projects. I'm just like, bruh. Okay. I.
1: Bro, you're not going to get as much as Elson. That's Dave's brother, okay? Yeah,
0: you know? <laughs> and, but that's what fucking Marty or. Well, Marty was. Marty and whoever were. Tra- Marty or Nick, What or both of them were it trying was to. Marty for sure. I'm sure it Marty was. It's Marty Sinner's like, dude, make it a thing that big, bro. Fucking, I don't hear that shit in Japan, and I'm like doing way better in Japan, bro. He has a pretty good career in Japan. I'm just saying, it's like, bro, it's like, it'd be cool to jam this stuff, but at the same time, it's like, I need to make it feel like my value. It's like, yeah. it's either I'm making a lateral move or an upward move, and this feels like i backwards move if I join back jamming Megadeth Which again. Don't get me
1: wrong, I know da- I know Mustaine's hard to work with, and I also know this makes you know Marty look like, oh, he only cares about the money, but I mean, music is a business. I'm
0: like, fuck, dude, if you're fucking... And it's Mar- about what you think Marty, you're Marty, you seem like you make enough money, and it's like, fuck it, dude. I feel like jamming these old Megadeths, unless literally being in Megadeth so long, and you're just so fucking over it and don't want to deal with them, and time has passed, and you're still like, honestly, I still don't want to fucking jam with you guys. You can yeah. kind of eat shit. So. <laughs> there is <laughs> That mood too. Those moods exist, and I'm not going to deny those moods. But they didn't say that exactly. It just said Marty was just trying to ask for more than like he was. That seemed like he was really worth. Yeah. So the Dark Saga album. Uh, you can really hear the simplified part
1: with most of these songs, especially the first one. It's super ch- it's a simple chuggy thing. It's not super interesting, but it sounds good. Song two is, I guess, a fan favorite. It's
0: like I died for you.
1: Yeah, it's like the yeah, most yeah, yeah. it's like one of the it's like the second most popular, most
0: played song on their Spotify. Yeah, I know. And here's the thing about Dark Saga. This is when like freaking I feel like ice dirt became like the ice dirt that I know. Yeah. But they started being a little bit more of the fun, catchy power metal, which here's the thing. First part of the album starts out pretty strong, but then it kind of just gets bland and boring. I don't even know what the fuck happened. Yeah, that's what I was like, gonna I say. I was literally chilling, and once it was done, I realized I was sitting here, I was like, what? the album's fucking done now? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say that which really quick. The song's called I
1: Die for You and I stupid me, I was like, What the fuck? Did they cover Prince? No, they didn't. That'd be funny. Matt Barlow going, I would die for you. But anyway, so they did not. Uh, It starts off with a ballad and it's interlaced with Iron Maiden choruses and high end of the guitar accents. You know, stuff like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, simple stuff. But honestly, it's a pretty good song. I think that's one of the only songs on this album I could listen to again. Song three. is one of the songs that they play over and over. (laughs) Song three is your pretty basic thrash metal song with, you guessed it, triplets.
0: Ah, triplets for days. Oh, and no, and I, but the intensity though it's not there but I, I swear I for the <laughs> I for intensity
1: intensity and lacked aggression <sighs> but yeah um, but for the bridge outro what? for the br- ah! for the bridge outro it sounded like they lifted that one bit from like, is it creeping death that one Metallica on, It's like dun 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 dun
0: dun dun
1: or, or is that sanitarium
0: that sounds like sanitarium yeah
1: yeah it sounds like the. it sounds like they ripped off the bit from sanitarium on the edge. Like, listen to it again. Well, you don't have to, but... Yeah, so, so yeah. song four, again, nothing bad, but nothing jumped out at me. Bartle has a mighty voice, which elevates the music. Like, yeah, no, his
0: voice is killer. But life. it just
1: kind of sounds like nothing happened in European power metal.
0: Yeah. Song five, again... they still it's- better than whatever their fucking random shitty threat. <laughs> Here's the thing, they're better as a power metal band than as a thrash band, yes, in my opinion. Song but it f- seemed like the metal nerds back then were going... Ugh. What happened? You're (laughs) liking all this aggression intensity that I got out of high school. You can't (laughs)
1: believe that people said that. (laughs) Oh. <laughs>
0: I'm telling you, those were in the contemporary reviews. Yeah, and I fucking decided, and I just like was dumbfounded. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, well, we had, we know Iced Earth in like years in their career. Yeah. But I wasn't following Iced Earth as they were going. So, song five is all right. The double
1: bass sections were a little boring in the intro, but the chuggy verse section kind of kept me, you know, got me bopping the head. It's weird. It doesn't feel like some of these songs don't feel like filler, but they sound
0: like it a bit. The pacing of the <laughs> album is yeah, really, really weird. Like, it starts, the album starts straight but then the album just kind of just seems like it's just and the pacing's
1: weird like some of the songs don't really feel like they fully start but they don't feel like they kind of Fully ends. Dude, some they of that?
0: Just, they go in the song in the song, and then I literally will yeah, tell you. they just you, come like, and go. Ten minutes passed by, and I realized the album was already done. I'm like, what the fuck? When did this album end? Oh, you're, you're gonna like this
1: coming up here. So, song six, uh, I liked how it started out. It was heavy. I liked the mid paced stuff, but it, this is the point where it started to run together. Song seven was just you know fun mid paced rocker. Eight was song eight was an epic ballad. Here's the funny part: song nine, I didn't even realize was a different song when song nine started i thought song eight was just really long but no they they, they go right into each other yeah then the last songs like uh um <clears throat> and the last song's another long ballad but it's you know it's pretty good the the thing i like about this album that most people comment on is that more than the last album matt barlow's able to like actually show his vocal range and like yeah the guy's a really good singer He's a, I think he's kind of underrated in the in the metal world. I mean, I he, bro, there's Rick people like,
0: full of like a million
1: great fucking singers, bro. Yeah, but I've heard a lot of power metal singers that are really boring. Yeah, and Matt Barlow is not boring. True. So yeah, reception was mixed at the time. Like I said, all music, all music still gave it four out of five stars. Metal Storm gave it eight and a half. Chronicles of Chaos gave it seven out of ten, and Sputnik Music gave it a, a three out of five. Those are the only reviews listed on the wiki.
0: Yeah, here's the thing. I was very confused. It's like, I don't know if I want to give this an A minus or a B plus. I mean, I was like freaking like, you know, listening to this. Yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know if it's better than Bird off- if I feel like it's better than Bird Offerings. For my but, personal but bird taste, sounds like a little, little more murmur. memorable.
1: Yeah, yeah, burn offerings is more memorable, but musically, okay. I kind of
0: vibe with this one more. I'm gonna say B plus. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I don't That's feel fair. like it's worth getting the AA territory.
1: I don't think so either. But it's 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 better. It's better than the first. Uh, album. Let me.
0: Yeah, what's the Fontana rating? I would give this fucking. <laughs> I'll give it a seven point five. Like. Like a good seven, you can almost like a light eight or so. I'll give the Fontaine rating, but it's good. It's a seven point five. If you want me to say that, if anything, if you want me to be more, I'll give it a seven point seven five out of ten. But it's not worth going into that 8 or eight level rating. It's just like it's just in that seven. I can't go beyond that. Yeah, no, I agree with you. All right, we don't talk about Ice Earth there anything else? No, I think that's it. Now we I can, can tell you this. We can uh, talk uh, about a real rock star. Yo, we ta- I I just want to make a quick comment, bro, because oh, sure. I was sitting there and like, ah, oh, fuck, dude, do I really want to listen to another Ice Earth album? It's just it's so boring. I'm just like, fuck. I almost Isn't the
1: next one the super iconic one? I don't fucking know. I don't think so. Well, the next one's something wicked. No. No, it's not. We
0: still got a way. We got like Days of Purgatory. Maybe another no, one. No, that's the greatest hits. What?
1: I googled that. Greatest Days of Purgatory. Um, fuck,
0: it's, it, great. it's the greatest hits? Yeah, hold here. Hold, I'll show you. Yo, motherfucker, dude. What the fuck? All right, I'm going on the Spotify. I got to check this shit out, though.
1: Yeah. Um, Whatever I was about to say. Because I- of Purgatory is a heavy metal album by Iced Earth. It's a collection of remixes yeah. and remakes, with the exception of stuff from the Dark Saga. Most of the songs are from the Enter the Realm EP, Iced Earth, and Night of the Storm Rider, with songs re-sung by Matt
0: Barlow. And oh some of the fuck, s- dude! It is. Oh, and it's an hour and fifty-six minutes. Oh, thank God, dude. Whatever, uh, we're getting Something Wicked this way it comes. And then we're getting a horror show. I think these are like the super high-level, I stirth albums. Yeah, Something Wicked's like the
1: iconic one. Whatever,
0: okay, or now one I won't them. be as bored. Because I was literally like sitting I was like, fuck, do I want to listen to this one? I kind of want to listen to something shittier. I almost want to listen to Machine Head's new metal album.
1: <sighs> and I tried, and I just was bored. I didn't, I didn't put anything on yet. I was going to bring that idea up to you. But I didn't know how you'd feel about it. Wow. Wait, which which new metal album from Machine Head? There's at least two. The
0: first the 99 one. That, uh, oh, this, when- oh, the
1: static X rip? Yeah,
0: dude, that's when he had the Frosty Tips, bro. Oh my god. I want Frosty Tips, Flynn. Oh my god. Which I'm gonna well, I have a feeling I'm gonna laugh and I'm like, bro, this might be their best album. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was listening to it, and I'm just like, hey, it was- Fuck it! I'm changing the rules! We're gonna take a break in Ice earth and we're gonna go listen to the <laughs> Machine head but, new bro, but, bro,
1: according to this, something wicked this way comes is heavier than the Dark Saga.
0: Yeah, but I want Frosty Tips, bro. Oh, fuck. And me. I want fucking the guitar player to look like Zachary Ball- Bathory before his Z- friggin'. Or- not Zachary Zoltan Bat, that one motherfucker in Five Finger Death Punch. That where's the fucking kung fu get up?
1: Oh, was that the fucking? Is that the the fucker with the dreads?
0: Yeah, the guitarist with the dreads and Five oh, who Finger. Was death was that? I don't remember. Whatever. The guitarist had dreads in the kung fu suit in fucking the music video for this a- album's lead single. All right, we're listening to Machine Ed's like fucking New Metal.
1: Which one is it? Is that the one from '99? Well, it's '99. Or is it Supercharger? It's
0: the one before Supercharger.
1: Okay, because...
0: Supercharger, he's actually trying to grow out his hair again. I want fucking Frosty Tips, bro. Do you understand this?
1: I do. Although, Supercharger is also apparently a new metal album.
0: Yeah, yeah, but Frosty Tips and jumpsuits.
1: But, bro, Catharsis, Groove Metal, New Metal, Alternative Metal, and Rap Metal. The other ones were just new metal.
0: <laughs> it's a fucking new record, bro. Alright, let me get this time stamped down and then we'll fucking get into it. The main event what I'm sure most of you peeps are here for. For the, the Michael Cinematic Universe!
1: Shout out to Podbee, shout out to Pod uh Podcast uh, Shout out to Spotify.
0: For for helping us listen I to Rowdy Graveyard po- and yeah. like fucking go up and do this and so just fucking yeah bro. Friggin' Daisy, love, part of the Brett Michael Cinematic Love Universe. Honestly, a better show than fucking. I give it this credit for. This was easy I'm, watching. This has been easy watching, and yeah, this episode might have been one of the slower ones, but still pretty easy to watch. Yeah,
1: some interesting stuff happened. So, what happened last time? Whoa, well, we're on Daisy
0: Love episode seven. Seven. The episode's called called calls. Fair in love and war. Ho ho, you get it, guys? Oh and there's gonna God. be some about phone calls this episode. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So, to recap last time, the boys were cage fighting each other. Then things were getting spicy with the boys as they're becoming less stoked and as the numbers are dwindling. So, alliances are forming, and Fox gets a phone call basically saying, Basically stating that he might still be in a committed relationship with another lady. (gasps) And the boys aren't stoked. Gasp. And and Six Gauge got booted off the island. All right, Ed Boy, sing the theme.
1: He loves me. He loves me not. You think you got the best of me. Check this, you'll never get to me. He loves me. You yes, me nah. You think you got the best of me? Check this—you'll never get to me. I swear, there's something you got the best of me. I forget how it goes. Whatever. I don't really like that song. No one. Did, no, like this the Brad Michaels one is bad, but at least that one's like whatever. Fucking meme worthy. Yeah, this one just sucks. Fuck. Yeah. So we got five or six dudes, whatever, chilling six in dudes. a hot
0: six dudes in a hot tub with after Daisy. After elimination, after Daisy elimination. comes in with some fucking cr- with her sexy but cringy skull bikini. <laughs> Fuck, bro, bro. but
1: but skulls—they're dark and brutal and evil and
0: cool. Oh, that's God. why my that's why my
1: brother Johnny has like eighteen rings with skulls on. Whatever.
0: Them. So Daisy's wearing a <laughs> bikini that looks like your brother's <laughs> fucking ring set. <laughs> James was rubbing
1: at his head right now, just completely exasperated.
0: Whatever. I just know I said Fox says some stupid shit and sinister cringes and he just bounces out. Yeah. Then Big Rick goes off on a thing on his, his thing of honesty where he's literally sitting there t- telling Daisy that he has not left out any information. All he says is out there on the table. I'm not withholding anything, but any motherfucker that yeah. is,
1: you fuck them because what because <laughs> what Fox says is um cuz Daisy asks him if if he's single and he's like I and he swears before cast crew god in the jacuzzi he is. She's like, are you sure? Yeah, and but- he says 110.15.5%. And then Sinister's like,
0: fuck this simp. I'm outie. Yeah, he just cringes. And then, yeah, so the Big Rick thing. And then freaking... Yeah, no. I, said, just, did- I just wrote down because I'm like, Sinister's like, I already described everything, but I had a very long description. I remember because I went and paused and took a poop, but then wrote down all the <laughs> notes for this because I just wrote, yeah, the Big Rick goes off on an honesty Stick and him saying he's been leaving nothing on the table, but hearing other dudes are still lying. He's ready to show some Southern discomfort. Southern discomfort. Yeah, and then Daisy starts freaking smashing face with Fox, and the dudes basically the dudes just get less stoked. Daisy's basically like, I feel so bad. These guys
1: are getting pissed off, but... I can't help it I'm attracted to this guy I'm just
0: Ugh yeah, It's fucking Yeah it disgusts 12, me But not the most Disgusting thing 12 Because it's morning And everyone's getting ready What's our boy Dave IE slash 12 pack up to So 12 pack had a talking Head a bit ago Where he's basically like Fuck bro I haven't
1: won a date Since episode 2 And then 12 pack
0: I haven't won a day Since episode 2 What's going on with
1: that Fucking um, 12 pack You know they wake up He's talking to the boys He's like Fox is going home now deny and he's like bro everyone's gunning for this dude he's just too dumb to notice it and then he's daisy, too on the to notice it. and then daisy wakes up she's like these guys have been busting their ass for me so i'm going to hang out with them and hope that in a non competitive environment they open up but first <coughs> Breakfast. breakfast.
2: <laughs> so this t- yeah. so this
1: tiny woman gets this big
0: old box of pancake mix. No, it's not a bogger It's, it's a bag. Oh, it looks like a box. Well, so a big well, thing. She gets a mix. fat fucking thing of pancake mix. while well, she decides that she's gonna make breakfast in a sexy maid outfit yes. with knee high high heel boots. I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck. All right, whatever. Your stick is sexy. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna make pancakes to varying results. You describe, and I'll tell you my peer discuss. So apparently, so everyone kept commenting that the pancakes had a lot of chocolate, but the fuckers looked like they were burnt, bro. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm going off on this chick. Never okay. make me fucking pancakes. What the fuck were you making? Like, I hope to god this is one of those, I hope to god this is one of those fucking pancake mixes where you just measure out powder and you add water and boom, you're all sudden done. Cause if there was eggs in there, you were basically giving them fucking food poisoning and possible salmonella. You fucking <laughs> Freaking, you're like big boob bimbo bruh and then the amount of fucking like make a chocolate chip pancakes is cool but this is literally the fucking ratio of chocolate chips the pancake batter when she's trying to make the pancakes is 50-50 <laughs> who needs that fuck if anything it's like 60-40 60% chocolate chips 40% pancake <laughs> And then, like, this mix is so stupidly fucking thick that she just, like, can't cook it. It's just fucking a burnt mess. And, like, yeah, she's trying to be cute and sexy for the boys and want to do something, but it's like, okay, I hope this is just a fucking it because I hope you never fucking make anyone else fucking pancakes like this. But Jesus was, fucking Christ. I was
1: gonna say I was hoping that James would have an opinion on this because back in the day when we were younger, we used to chill at Denny's a lot and long story short, we ate a shitload of pancakes at Denny's all the time. And and like, I, I
0: guess I make some pretty solid pancakes for the most part. I've
1: never had one of your pancakes, but talking to people that have had them, they sound pretty rad.
0: And like, I could make a pretty solid pancake or at least when I like, uh, do a couple test runs, like, I know how to make a nice round fucking pancake and like, play around but so, like i want to do what daisy did this was fucking stupid and horrible Yeah, so daisy basically
1: ratios their stomach sinister and chi chi just hate them fox fox
0: i guess they asked fox in the yeah, top. i wrote of down that fucking chi chi and sinister look like they're about to cry while eating these pancakes because <laughs> i'm sure they're just fucking like half fucking cooked still running with batter fucking chocolatey bullshit
1: pancakes should
0: never bring pain. Like, oh, really? Pleasure. Yo, dude, it's fucking pancakes are a trip. You gotta just do it with low heat and if anything, a little bit more runnier of the batter. That, they tend to be more moist that way. Oh, dude, I love fluffy like pancakes. Have, well, are you talking about fat, fluffy, where it's basically eating a fucking dry cake? Or are you talking about... No, a, no, no, no. They gotta be light. Yeah, like, a as I said, you t- tend to want, like, a little bit more runnier the in the mix. mixture And a little bit more lower heat. Yeah. And sometimes when you, like, mix the fucking batter, because of the time you just like what i do is throw an egg and a cooking oil into the mix they're usually like if you want them to be consistently brown and stuff throughout don't add any butter onto the like skillet but if anything if you want to add a little flavor add a little butter get a little bit on the crisp on the fucking outer rings of the pancake and stuff that works too but whatever daisy was making was not fucking pancakes and i want her to not fucking do this these are fucking disgusting and almost look like food poisoning ready to happen. This was the net. This is the pilot. This is secret. Wait, like, and then she made some bacon, but I don't see any of the fucking guys eating bacon. How do you fuck up bacon? Dude, no one was much on the bacon. Like, I saw her, like, get some bacon going as Big Rig showed up while she's cooking. Whatever. I just thought Chichi and Sister are eating the pancakes. They look like they're about to cry. Big Rig is the one person that thinks the pancakes are good.
1: That scared me. Well, who does th- actually scare me?
0: Like... <laughs> I like like eating food for like if he's from the deep south and eating food from there I'm sure he's like had way more crazy shit I th- there's this
1: funny bit. I think they asked Fox in the talking head where what Didn't they thought Bingren about <laughs>
0: got the one good fully cooked
1: pancake the one pancake the singular pancake he got the
0: one pancake that could be passable and it's just full of none but fucking melty fucking chocolate Fox is uh I
1: guess they asked him they must have asked him in the talking head what he thought about her cooking because Fox says her kicking skills don't matter to me because she's beautiful she's
0: looking and, hot and i'm just like they fucking matter to me dude <laughs> and then 12 pack and flex come in i can't cook for myself all the time and if i gotta do two miles to feet, shit i need Fuck. sometimes to help with that low but i would not want daisy making me fucking paint. i would have to give her a full-on lesson how to make fucking pancakes
1: See, this episode was secretly uh, the 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 pilot for our cooking show critique
0: spinoff. Well, here's the thing: I'm fucking sitting here, and I'm just like, oh hey, what did anything special happen in this episode? But I realized, oh fuck, these fucking shitty pancakes.
1: Twelve <laughs> pack is just basically like bruh, but flex is like eating these things are like eating a heart attack.
0: Dude, it's like eating a heart attack, dude. They're fucking diabetes, bro. <laughs> dude, they're just burnt, fucking half cooked, burnt half cooked diabetes <laughs>
1: bro it's like how you like your diabetes
0: <laughs> and I just know it's like yeah no I just wrote it sexy and flexy appear and they both agree that the freaking like pancakes suck but they still give Daisy support anyway because no one wants to be mean to Daisy because she holds power of elimination okay, but if it was you and someone fucked up a pancake that bad I would tell her to throw away that mix and I would start making pancakes what if Karen did it I hope to God Karen does do that. I have a feeling Karen actually knows how to make a
1: pancake, though.
0: She knows how to make a pancake better than the fucking Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, bro. At least I know that. <laughs> fucking, Karen can make freaking pancakes. Daisy cannot. And, like, pancakes aren't... I'm not saying it's, like, a super fine art and stuff. Because, like, yeah, like, there's normal pancakes. And, like, I don't make pancakes straight from flour. I like to use already a buttermilk fucking... I already like to use a buttermilk set because it's got a little bit of that buttermilk flavor in there. But I also like to throw an egg in the fucking like single serving in the mix with the cooking oil. Last time I have avocado, oil. I'll also throw a little bit of cinnamon and some nutmeg and a drip of vanilla and stuff. If I could, I would also throw in some cornmeal in there because that makes it pretty solid too. You're making me fucking hungry. Dude, that's fucking how you make some good pancakes. And then yeah, like you can use water, you can use milk. I like to use rice milk. Which is basically kind of sweeter water, sweeter, creamier water, and stuff. So that works too. And then yeah, and then you can throw whatever gimmicks in there you want to. Honestly, throwing applesauce in there makes them pretty killer too. I've been told that. Yeah, because it's like it's still gonna be runny, and you're gonna get have the spices, the app, like the fucking apple spice and stuff too. All that shit's in that stick. So, but I would not throw fucking fistfuls of fucking chocolate chips into the goddamn mix. It was like a fistful of chocolate chips. There was so many. But she's putting it in the fucking pan, and it's like, fuck, bro. And then literally Daisy says it's really effing hard to make pancakes, and I no stopped fucking not. I stopped and I just took a break. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, dude no. did, did this scene break you? This was enough for me to like, dude, I'm gonna go, most likely, I'm gonna go fuck off now. <laughs> I watched a quick, like, random Yu Gi Oh video in my YouTube feed and then checked my social medias or something. Maybe I watched another quick video, but then I was back at this. But I was just like, when Daisy said that, I'm just like, I'm gonna tell you right now pancakes suck, are kind of hard at the very beginning, like day one. But day two, you should be able to. got it? Yeah. Holy fuck, Daisy, have you ever cooked in your life? <laughs> fuck. S- can so you then... boil water? That'd be the scariest thing if you can't boil water. Oh. Oh, oh my no, stomach. but it's like, hey, let me make you food poisoning, but I'm looking hot in my sexy maid outfit. I'm like... It's like, so I can die with a boner. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> and that's your fucking goal, is to distract me from death, then sure, you did a great job there, Daisy. I can have a boner while I puke. Fuck yeah, that's what I want. Oh yeah, you're looking
1: hot, baby. Hour later, yeah, girl, give me that salmonella,
0: dude. Yeah, I just want to fucking vomit and fucking get diarrhea. Fuck you, Daisy. You're gonna make me destroy this toilet. It's so fucking, good. so fucking good. Oh yeah, baby, fucking make that. I'm ready to fucking just <clears throat> make a disaster in the bathroom. <laughs>
1: I it, I hope to god that that isn't a kink somewhere <laughs> Hey girl I'm feeling freaky tonight I want you I want you to make me a grilled cheese without washing your hands Oh yeah
0: and like I want you to like Clean the bathroom without gloves, but don't wash your hands. Oh, God. I'm going to fucking puke. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, Daisy so uh, goes on so a solo date with 12 packs. Oh yeah. Okay. So This is funny. So, this is the shit you said last week. According to the canon, what the cast members have said in interviews, mostly Reality Graveyard. I can't remember what fucking Lacey's podcast, but Reality Graveyard... They all said there was a fucking masturbation challenge, but they all fucking jerked off in a cup and see who could produce the most amount of sperm count. And 12-pack won this challenge. I wonder by how much he won. I don't know, but the challenge most likely sucked so much ass they could not use it. So we get an episode of just Daisy just doing rounds of like chilling dates with all the dudes.
1: Yeah. And- well, let's just
0: presume. So yeah, after those fucking shitty pancakes, they had to go off and jerk off into a cup. So then Big Red, ri- not Big Red, ri- 12-pack wins. <laughs> and fucking, it sounds like
1: started. a shitty day. That was a horrible day. Can you day? imagine? Like, oh man, I feel like I'm about to puke. And then some chick is just like, oh, jack off in this cup. It's like, what the fuck? No.
0: But it was voluntary. Some dudes were able to choose to opt out of it. But I think it was like 12-pack and two... Of the other dudes, decided to jerk off into a fucking cup. I feel
1: like it was probably Flex and Fox. I just for some reason see that.
0: Maybe Big Rig was up for it too.
1: But yeah, so according to the canon, she's like, yo, 12-pack got his ass kicked for me yesterday, so today I'm going to give him a And he also jerked
0: off in a cup (laughs) and produced the most amount of jizz. He might have he fucking But drank. by how much did he win? He most likely drank like He most likely was able to get two he, Like two s- hedges of celery Freaking like oh, freaking, Is that true? Blend that down with some fucking pineapple juice So he could fucking have monsters of cum Fucking like Is that acting. true? Can you really? Is is it true with those porn stars So you can actually manipulate how much cum you come out? Yo that's what fucking Tommy Lee said That he learned from a porn star and he said he tried it And it worked Are you gonna deny Tommy Lee?
1: No no that dude's whack and crazy and got a lot of sex so I
0: believe him yeah and, and I mean sure, you gotta be some kind and of and I'm sure he wants to sit there and is like wait he could produce how much fucking jizz if you like <laughs> drink this what oh yeah no I drink like a gallon of pineapple juice so I know my okay. jizz is tasty for the ladies
1: Ah, oh, shut up God, you gotta be whacked out on something if you're making methods of mayhem.
0: So, monsters are coming, Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! So Daisy, go on a fucking solo. They go, they, go on a, they go on a solo, sexy fucking lingerie date. Yeah, so a three fucking for th- lingerie store. So, three for three, uh, basically another fucking
1: Porto date. <laughs> oh my god! This is so fu- This is so fucking funny. They go to a laundry shop, and day's like, "I like to role play, dress up, and role play, uh, it, role play." It's hot. They get naughty in the change room, and days like, "How undress you?" And know, Twelve Pack is like, "It's like okay, boomer," but then she totally pants him. You guys, Twelve Pack like got his really? twelve inch or right out there, ready to pollinate that Daisy. Or whatever his fucking monster
0: come <laughs> <laughs> sizes. <is. laughs> Stop talking about come, Jake. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm now turning to good friend Jake Boatsteel. Yo, check out my new single coming out. I have a TikTok, Coming too. out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so back at the house, Sinister's chilling on the guitar, and Chi-Chi's like, bro, we got to do something, man. Sinister's like, I know, bro. And then they listen to Fox being an asshole on the phone for five minutes, looking absolutely miserable. And then Chi-Chi comes up with this plan where basically they're going to wait by the phone and go to
0: answer it whenever it rings, hoping that it's Fox's girlfriend. Or someone that can admit Fox has a girlfriend, but I just don't know how Fox answered this fucking phone. Bro, this is my dog. This is my dog. (laughs) I'm just like, what an asshole. Fuck, bro, fuck. God, okay. So back
1: at the fucking porno date. 12-pack is wearing, I thought these were trunks, like wrestling trunks. No. 12-pack is wearing leopard print women's underwear, and Daisy comes out with a swimsuit gimmick, and 12-pack has such a visible boner.
0: Fuck, bro. Yeah, she comes out with her little, like, fucking sexy lingerie, which I sit here and like... Bro, what the fuck is up with these two thousand sensor bar looking fucking mini skirts? They honestly don't look good. It looks so
1: fucking awkward. Well, you have to remember, back between like two thousand like five and ten, that's when because you know twenty first century, everyone's like, you know what? Let's experiment with how much skin is too much or too little. So if you notice in that time period, there was a lot of women either wearing a lot of less or a lot of more because they were trying to
0: figure it out nowadays i think everyone's kind of like okay we found a happy medium yeah, but back yeah. then like but we back- have a pretty good i like i feel like 2020 fashion's kind of sick as shit yeah but this fucking girls sensor we- bar fucking mini skirt. girls dude. are wearing
1: high-waisted 1970s pants again
0: yeah know that's kind of cool that is cool
1: does that mean men are gonna go back to rocking short shorts Dude, <laughs> the guys' short shorts were
0: shorter than the girls' short shorts. Yeah, dude, dude's shorts are creeping up, bro. Fuck, you've been ahead of that curve for like twelve years, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. Okay, so uh... yeah, dude, it's like you either wear basically pants with fucking Sinister is wearing, or you'd be like your boy where your shorts are over above your knees. <laughs> dude, you gotta show off some of that thigh, son.
1: Oh, I don't know if the world's ready for my thick, for my thick
0: thighs. It's all right. You, you don't. There's no pressure for you to wear shorts. Good. You can wear your fucking new metal freaking shorts that like go past your knees and halfway halfway up your calves
1: oh those like they're they're like wannabe like mock cholo
0: shorts yes you can wear those are cool sometimes i love cholo shorts too bro but i don't like it when fucking white people like sinister are wearing them (laughs) that's cringe
1: well you see to make the look work you need 800 tattoos snap uh reverse hats and long black hair
0: Yes, that's or what just, you mean. Or be a fucking buzz cut, dude. Or be a buzz cut. Oh yeah, buzz cut too. I'm like, I'm fine if your brother was wearing these shorts, but sinister? No, 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 no. That's a fucking fashion the, <laughs> disaster. The, that's a fat dude. You deserve a fucking ticket from the fashion police. Oh, that that crime against fashion. That is a crime against fashion. This whole time period is a crime against fashion, especially these fucking sensor bar fucking mini skirts. <laughs> They're so fucking lame. Like, ladies, fucking like whatever what were you saying like freaking high top pants or something or oh yeah
1: they're wearing those like high-waisted pants from like the 70s and 80s yeah that's 90s just suit. that's
0: fucking cool not these fucking like whatever this fucking shit daisy's wearing daisy's a fashion disaster speaking,
1: speaking of fashion I was, like, I was so mad once when i saw there's this old picture of my mom and dad and me as a baby at this car show i'm like one or something dad's got his old corvette which he used to call the batmobile and my fucking dad has on a goddamn fanny pack and i totally remembered my my dad completely, unironically, used to rock fanny packs. And Fanny packs are becoming cool again. Fanny packs have been becoming cool for the last like four years. I'm cool. I'm totally fine with this. But the sensor bar skirt, no. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so about their date. I mean, listen, there's parts where we cut back to the house, back to the date. But listen, they just make out a lot. Yeah, there's also four Pack and Daisy. Well, they well, make They also a lot.
0: straps of candy sh- daisy straps a candy bra onto 12 pack and is munching at his nipples yeah dude porno They're fucking literally almost fucking basically because fuck yeah no what was it yeah and then she like whips 12 pack with, a, with one of those nine tail whips yeah he's got like on the fucking bdsm mask and then she puts a fucking like what should be beca- a blindfold over full 12 over, pack over yeah, it's 12. a full pack yeah <laughs> full, <laughs> over full pack and then when Daisy goes off and she gets a fucking sexy officer freaking get up and like hops onto a fucking 12 packs freaking like lap And shit. Like, bro, there's been. been This is a porno about to happen, bro. There's
1: been sexual tension in this show and Brett's show. This is the most sexual tension I've ever seen. This is
0: like, dude, Daisy just throws out nothing but sexual tension. It's like, dude. You can tell these two had a
1: prior history. There is a lot of sexual chemistry. That or they're just like, yeah, they're just that
0: stoked for each other.
1: So back at the house, Chi Chi. So Sinister's chilling, writing a song for Daisy. Flex him. He's like, yo, you and Chi Chi plan to get us out of the house? Coming up a plan? Sinister's like, bro, if we were do that it'd be Fox so then he brings Flex in and a bit and an ears and an eavesdropping big rig in on the plan Back of the day. Well, I thought,
0: like, freaking Sinister was writing acoustic ballads.
1: Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's For Daisy. Out. Yeah,
0: he was writing his acoustic ballads song for Daisy, which I wrote down. It sounds like a fucking Seether song. Then Flex appears and asks him... Uh, don't f- fucking tell me that. You're you're right. Yeah, and Flex appears and asks him if him and Chi-Chi have any plots against any of them. Yeah. And eventually, he's, like, pressuring Sinister, and Sinister, like, tells him that if there is, we have a plan on Fox, and basically, he lets... Flex in on the plan, and Big Rig also appears. Yeah. Uh, it's basically, all right, we're going to hover around the phone, and we're going to cast the phone, and if like, just basically, if it's, like, Fox's girlfriend, then we're going to, like, bring in Daisy and stuff, and it's, like, good plan, good plan, yeah, we'll keep an eye on the phone, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Back at the back of the day, 12-Pack is talking to Daisy, like, there was so much more to you than I thought back then, and, you know, whatever. Hey, and Daisy's, like, like, yeah, well, I'm, a, I'm, like I'm a, compl- a complicated person. I'm a complicated person. That's when I pause the video and go, okay! <laughs> it's, like, sure, bro, okay okay
0: did you gotta take a break
1: (laughs) that one yes this episode had some moments where i was like what the fuck but that one i had to pause for like 30 seconds here's the
0: thing like think about this episode not much is happening but i realized oh fuck there's so much to cringe to talk about and
1: then he's like and then he's like you know when you call me 12 pack it's like that's a fake some other girls called me and she's like i can call you dave he's like yeah and then they kiss
0: yeah they're just having like a heart-to-heart very drunk. drunk by the way yeah, they're drunk they're as fought, super drunk but they're having like a super heart to heart
1: so back at the phone the phone rings and then a commercial back break. back at the phone house the phone rings. did i actually say that yeah god damn it so back so back at th- i'm trying to make sure i don't do it so again back at the house so back back at the house the phone rings and commercial break cool and then we come back and then oh the phone was for big rig
0: rip rip whatever the boys then are just like chilling as they're just kind of just throwing shade towards Fox
1: so sinister leaves a trail of rose petals from the door up to Daisy's room and then Daisy comes back with 12 pack and this is funny because again they're drunk right and then they're they're both like man we had this hot lingerie date the feeling's good and there's a trail of rose petals up to Daisy's room they're like oh yeah we gonna get freaky this feels like a porn shoot Then then they walk into fucking Daisy's room and poor sinister He's just
0: chilling there with yeah, his acoustic he's guitar. Sees a daisy in a sexy cop outfit and troll pack just one piece of article of clothing <laughs> away to being full nude. Oh my
1: god so sinisters performance this perf- watching this performance reminds me of hearing the story of our good friend Dylan who tried to play Wonderwall to a girl in high school.
0: Was it Wonderwall? Fuck, bro. It's- it wasn't Every Rose Has a Thorn. I think it's Every Rose Has a Thorn. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. the story was Bone Steel pissed off Good Friend Dylan. And Good Friend Dylan bounced out of the rec center, walked to the park, across the street, and was just playing a very bad version of like Every Rose Has a Thorn very angst angstily.
1: That's right. But I thought i remember he w- Dylan played that song for a girl, but he kept messing up. So he'd be like, Every Rose Has have- to shit Shit, fuck. Fuck the fuck! No, Wrong. I think he was just saying. Just I like, for some reason, thought it was Wonderwall. Today is gonna be
0: the day. Today's is gonna Today's be, be the, the day that they're gonna, gonna throw it back, back to you. you.
1: I'd love to hear Dylan sing that.
0: Um, so so he's yeah, like, today is
1: the day. <laughs> <laughs> By now, you should have somehow. Fuck. <laughs> uh, again, today is gonna, gonna, gonna be, be the, the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. We know our friends so well. So the performance, yeah, I mean, he messes up and he's like, you know. Yeah, he's sitting there trying to sing. Yeah,
0: he's nervous. He's trying to, like, do this thing, but he didn't have much time to really prep himself or, like, remember the lyrics. Like, he has them on his pants, but he's having a hard time doing the cadence. He's, like, sitting there. He's like, all right today's gonna be the day <laughs> I was like, and he's like shut the fuck bitch ah he eventually gets it and Daisy together. is like oh my god it's okay it's hard to be nervous don't don't stress yeah. it okay three two one today's gonna be the day <laughs> and then
1: eventually he finishes the song and she, she appreciates the thought but dude there's a
0: random fucking London edit there was? Remember what he was like doing the song then there's the London edit where it's like the fucking like thing where it was like Daisy Daisy. Oh
1: god, yeah.
0: It's like Daisy, Daisy. I'm like what the day you- <laughs> <laughs> that I'm gonna throw <laughs> back, back to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> By now you should have somehow really gotten better taste in men. Woo <laughs> No nah, dude,
0: she's a bad boy rocker's dream.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, so and so that happens. And then Sinister is chilling out with Big Rig and Flex is like fuck Wait, no. dude. Wait, t- did you
0: say that like yeah, he jammed the song, Daisy thought the song was cool. Yeah, yeah. Daisy she appreciated did. the effort. She, she thought he looked cute. Yeah. She ki- like she thought he looked fucking cute. Uh, fucking cute. Yeah. And then she kissed Sinister and then he just like became all stoked. He's like, Yes, I got kissed by a girl. Woo-hoo.
1: <laughs> it had that energy. Okay. So Sinister's chilling with Big Rig and Flex is like, Fuck dude. I totally blew it. And then Flex is like Dude, dude I totally
0: fucking blew it, man.
1: And Flex in the talking heads like ooh insecurities ooh woo, but honestly in the footage he's just like I'm sure it was
0: fine and I was yeah, like, I think it was, was fine. I, and I was this. like but man I totally like fucked up and stuff. Oh uh, my heart's still racing and stuff. Did a, did a and, like Big was sitting there's like you know what? I think he's just sitting there just being very insecure. But then we also get a, like an edit of Sinister Flex. He's like man but I like played to like twenty thousand people a night, but I can't play the Daisy for some reason. I'm just like. Bruh, when the fuck is Dope play the twenty thousand people? Oh, hey, yeah, I'm you were opening, pretty big back then. Yeah, I'm opening up for fucking Corn, bro. Cool. Well, yeah, the t- Corn gets twenty thousand people. Yeah, but I don't Dope gets 20, th- could fill with twenty thousand people. Headlining? No, no. Listen, I love headlining. Stuff. No, listen, I love Dope,
1: but I don't know if I could see a Dope when headline. Can you say tour. Static
0: X can fill in an arena at their peak? Hmm.
1: Good question. You know, I, I I can also say I don't know. I know they were bigger than Dope. But I can sh- also say I don't know, but I can tell you they would have a better chance of doing it. Now, would you say Dope can get on the have jammed
0: on the bill with Corn? For sure. Okay. Beca- and I can tell you why. You're more of a new metal historian, than and I can I am. tell you
1: why. And as I've said this before, Dope is one of the only new metal bands that's actually good.
0: Which is very low on the, yeah, which is like, there isn't, um, there's a lot of new metal bands that aren't good. because listen, there's Korn
1: and and everything everything else. else.
0: Like the the band Sinister Frontage, Twisted Method. Okay, but that was clearly a first band that. Whatever, he was able to play dope for a good long period.
1: Yeah, good some years. But yeah, no, um, keep in mind, Korn also played with Baby Metal a few years ago.
0: We're talking about two thousand fucking five to two thousand nine, not fucking twenty fifteen Two oh thousand yeah,
1: five to two thousand nine. Oh yeah, dope. Easily could have. Baby, no Mill didn't
0: exist yet. They, they were, were born.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's weird. No, wait. That's you mean weird. as a band or as like? No, as no, no, a band. I'm. No, I'm. I i, I do not think one of them right. was born yet no 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 they had to be Well, no the main the main singer yeah but the other two girls but they're not fucking six when they did fucking baby metal
0: one of them was like eight no they were at least past 10
1: i'm googling it
0: yeah they had to be like past the age of 10 to 12 i know man you know the music business gets pretty wild and dude i'll fucking burrito bet you on that one motherfucker Whatever. So yeah, after freaking the 20,000 person comment and stuff, then we get it like 12 packages. He's like in his room and stuff. And he just like, he like talks a little bit of shit, but then he just starts doing random shit. Like he just starts doing awkward dance and stuff. The dudes are just cracking up and then he just passes out. Alright, how's your was- hunt for the fucking baby metal age thing?
1: Okay, so let me th- let me see here. Uh, the see, youngest yeah. one, uh, Moa Kikuchi, uh, was born in '99, and the band started in 2010. So, okay, it was 11 and
0: 13. <laughs> yeah, suck it. That's We're still really young, though. Yo, dude, we go. We're grabbing burritos tonight.
1: <laughs> oh fuck, maybe.
0: <laughs> hey, I know a spot. I know a spot. Whatever. Then we get some dudes getting ready for their date. For a Daisy But they're also plotting As they're getting A plot against Fox We're basically A couple of days Are gonna have a dinner date With Daisy But the other guys Like alright We'll hover around the phone Where you guys are On your dinner date And then we have A dinner date Of Ah oh, shit These motherfuckers We're still podcasting Go fuck off <laughs> Yeah that's right Get the fuck out of here We talked about Dylan playing Brett Michaels Yeah It's like 6 or 7 We still got time we're working through. So yeah, whatever. You're, As you still look at that fucking Wikipedia or something. Well, Oh, no, I was just... Uh, okay, no, I'm here. Where right we now. get a dinner date with Fox, Chi-Chi, Big Rig, and right. 80s bad boy Ricky Rockman! <laughs> Yes, because 80s bad boy Ricky Rackman. 80s legend Ricky Rackman! Yeah, dude, he can sniff out any rats. He knows when dudes are lying. <laughs> that's what he that's basically what he says. So basically the bro, the phone rings at first, but it's totally like nothing and stuff. Whatever. Then we're back at the dinner date and the boys are discussing, all right, who's going home? Well, some person's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it and stuff. But then it just like kinda just goes into it anyway. And she Chi does the Chi Chi thing where he says, like, honestly, I just want the best for Daisy. And, like, she doesn't want to choose me. You know what? I can live with that and stuff. And but then Fox is
1: fucking like, bro, you're not good for Daisy. She's bro, not in f- style. She's a... Like, and then he literally like, says... You don't know, look good with, you, with Daisy. I look good with Daisy. And know. then he literally says at one point, he says to Chi-Chi, you sound like a weenie.
0: You sound like a weenie. Man, liquor is getting these guys going.
1: Fuck, dude.
0: And, like, yeah, they're kind of arguing and bigger. is just sitting there just pounding down this Yeah, he's spaghetti. like, I ain't got to say shit right now. He's just hounding spaghetti. Yeah, and yeah, just like you're going home because Daisy's hot, and for you, it's like it's too like high of a level for you. And says, "I look great with Daisy. We look t- great together." So freaking yeah. So, so just, Daisy has doubts about Fox yeah. having a girlfriend, and she's like questioning him a little bit. There's this weird part where she's like, "I'm concerned because
1: like I like you, but if I find something out, it's going to hurt my feelings." And he says, "It's going to hurt my feelings as well." It's gonna hurt my feelings and she's well. like, "And she's like." What? How would it hurt your feelings? He's like, Look, I came from a relationship with a lot of negativity and just like, I, I, negativity I, and just, the, turmoil and just and, and like, the, at this point in time I I'm here for you. And it's like pause, pause. And then Chi-Chi,
0: just answer the fucking question! And then no, that's all right, table laughs. 80s bad boy rocker Ricky Rackman asked, bro, can you just answer the question? <laughs> and then Rackman, 80s bad boy freaking Ricky Rackman decides he hates Fox. So the phone ring, and ding, 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 they finally get it. It's no, Fox's he, girlfriend. Her, his totally real, I didn't remember her name. I don't remember her name, it's okay. like Jenna? Jenna. That Whatever. sounds right. Whatever his, his his girlfriend Jenna and Flex just is like he went he go Flex runs and freaking fetches Daisy which at first Daisy at the date's like no 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 honey I'm busy right now. Can I like wait a second? He's like no 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 it's important. I need you to come with this. And Daisy's like, fine. <laughs> so Daisy like in, like kind of like drunk freaking annoyedness, like what is it? I'm on a date right now. <laughs> And basically, Easy answers the phone, and then she's like, hello, who's this? And it's like, hi, how's it going? I'm Jenna, blah, blah, blah. I'm Fox's girlfriend. And I'm telling, and then like, and like, yeah, like, what? You're his girlfriend. Are you guys living together? It's like, yeah, we're still living together. And Flex and Sinister are fucking stoked. It's
1: so funny. They're like with each other. They're like being two little boys. Or they're, they're like fist pumping and going,
0: yeah, yeah. They're like fist pumping, skipping down the hallway and stokeness and stuff. <laughs> that was funny. So freaking Fox's girlfriend and tells her he's like, yeah, he told me he was going on a hairstyling show and stuff. He didn't tell. I, it wasn't. He didn't tell me it was going to be like some reality love show. And Daisy's like, what? Huh? And then basically she went and goes, grabs Fox and stuff. And he's like, Hey, so someone on the phone wants to talk to you. Someone on the phone wants to talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. And they walk off and Rickman's going like, who, who wants to talk to him? It's like, she's like, Oh, his like girlfriend. Wait, Fox has a girlfriend and stuff. And basically, yeah. Fox answers the phone and he's like arguing with her. It's like, Hey, so I hear you're on the show and stuff. And they're just kind of arguing. And he just breaks up with her on the phone right there. It's like, well, you know what? We're done. Like he said some other shit by Did not write that down. So Daisy has doubts and questions Fox. But basically she's like trying to talk to him and stuff. But then freaking Daisy just like bounces out in a ball of rage and heads into her room. All right, you want a tag team or were you looking up No, Because no, uh, I, I was trying to make a fucking
1: joke and just be, because, you know, a hair show. So I was going to be, because I, I remember there was, I used to watch for some weird reason. I went through a period where I used to just watch the Style Network all the fucking time. Hey, sometimes you're just bored as fuck and they <laughs> had a show on there called a uh, clean house or something like that, where they go in and clean up these, well, whatever. The point is, there was a show on there, I guess to compete with Jersey Shore, it was called Jersey Jerseylicious and it was oh, a drama f- show oh, set fuck. it was a Jersey, it was a reality show Show set in a Jersey like beauty salon. So I was gonna be like, what was the fox? Was Fox supposed to be going on? But I couldn't remember the name of the show, so I was looking it up. So yeah, was
0: Fox supposed to be going on Jersey Licious? Whatever. So Fox possibly could have been going on Jersey Licious, but ended (laughs) up on Daisy Love. So rack so 80s bad boy Rackman questions Fox and he tries and basically Fox tries to bullshit him and then Flex out of nowhere just throws water in Fox's face and bounces out. Then Big Rig oh shit he's big just goes sitting at the table he like pours a bottle of champagne and then he just chucks down the whole champagne rig, champagne rig because he's pissed yes so fox gets another call and it's his girlfriend again and he's tries to talk to her and stuff but the big rig just appears and just rips the phone out of the fucking wall yeah ain't no one ain't no one getting phone calls now motherfucker then the, so at this point the whole house is roasting fox and he. Oh fucks yeah, up he also said like I'm about to get real ghetto
1: with this shit. Oh my, yeah, yeah. He said I'm about to get real ghetto on his. I bleed red. You hear me? I bleed red. I'm like
0: I bleed red. I'm like
1: but, uh, her. that girl's feelings that? I bleed red. Like what the fuck? What does that mean? Yo, he bleeds
0: red. If so I- do I! So if it bleeds, if it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> so at some point, 12 pack wakes up and he just realized. Oh yeah, I just wrote down because, yeah, Big Ridge raging, but then at some point, 12 pack wakes up. Yeah. And all the dudes want to kill Fox, and 12 pack says everyone needs to calm down or they might get themselves eliminated. Yes. So
1: and this is funny to me, because Ricky and Daisy talk in Daisy's room. Oh, we and- now have the
0: powwow before elimination?
1: Well, the only thing that really that really happened before then was just Flex and uh, uh, well, a Big they Rick Bi- They're like, I don't care if I get eliminated. I want to kick his ass. I'm about
0: ready to kick his ass. I'm about to get real ghetto up in this shit. I bleed red, motherfucker. <sighs>
1: So, fucking Ricky and Daisy talk, and Ricky is baffled because Daisy does not understand that fucking Fox is a sketchy scumbag. And she literally says the words, the more I hate him, the more that they hate him, the more I want to, like, care for him or fix him or something. And I groaned Uh -uh. so hard. And then Ricky literally gets up and leaves and says, I don't
0: even know why we're having this conversation yeah dude it literally was because daisy does like daisy doesn't want to jump to conclusions because yo charles the truck, charles she doesn't want to come off as a hypocrite but daisy says she is attracted to him and he says sweet things Rackman, started dude he's lying to you and all the other guys are upset because they don't want to see you get hurt and this guy's gonna hurt you so Rackman bounces out and daisy feels like she could could fix fox
1: Next is the elimination, but this elimination is different than usual. Instead of doing the whole one by one thing. Bro, here's the thing about
0: this fucking show. There's been like there's, there, the, the ratio of getting a traditional elimination is 50-50. Yeah. Know, we're getting a lot of those. A lot of these eliminations kind of just like a mess and someone just Goes home in
1: a way I almost appreciate that because it, it, it at least keeps things interesting sure some of the tensions gone but anyway so yeah the whole thing is that instead of them coming down one by one it would the whole thing was just a giant powwow of of uh, Daisy talking to the cast about whether or not they sh- she should she should kick out Fox or not
0: we you able to catch that right now. Sorry, listeners. No, we accidentally like, we uh, sorry, listeners. We accidentally freaking cut out. But all right, continue on. Yeah, just like what I said. It's
1: a big pow about whether or not she should kick out Fox. Like that's the whole thing. She doesn't. She doesn't do the thing with like
0: you know. 12 pack, could you come down, please? Or Dave, whatever. Yeah. So, So, um, um, yeah, whatever. It's eliminations. As you said, Daisy is going on a rant that someone has been lying. And then Rackman, 80s bad boy Ricky Rackman, goes (laughs) on to say, like, you know what? I dislike you, Fox, and calls him a little fucking bitch. And then, freaking yeah, dislikes him, calls him a little bitch. And then, freaking. Then we also, then he, but then, freaking Daisy calls it on to Flex and asks, if, like, would you. How would you feel if I was to keep Fox here and stuff? And Flex just sitting there is like, you know what? Do you think, like, do you know, like, could you keep hold of friggin'. Can you hold your composure? Yeah. If I was to keep Fox here. And then ask Big Rig the same thing. And he's like, you know what? No. And then I think Rackman tells Big Rig, like, hey, blowing off your top and going on a rampage kind of shows red flags. So you guys yeah. need to calm yourselves. I swear. The Daisy goes on a ramp, basically her. telling us about her toxic relationships and she asked Flex if he would be cool with Fox staying, which I guess I already said. Big Rig apologized for his outburst and stuff and said he doesn't like to see Daisy hurt. Sinister is then add on saying that keeping Fox, she'll get hurt. And at this point, I'm starting to feel sympathetic for myself because that's what Fox says. <laughs> it's like, what does that mean?
1: Uh, yo, dude, I don't know Fox He can't though. be scripted. That guy's so in his own world. He has to be real.
0: So, yeah, after him saying, at this point, I'm starting to feel sympathetic for myself, pack doesn't care on who stays or who goes. And Chi-Chi and says that, you know what? I can live if he stays and stuff. So Daisy then asks Fox why he should stay. Then he just starts marble jarbling about his fucking relationship of it being a sinking ship. And, but while Fox's theme starts playing in the background, Daisy and Rackman are looking dumbfounded and Daisy just cuts him off and tells him like, you know what? You're hot. I thought we had a connection, but you know what? Get the fuck out of here. And she just boots them off and all the dudes start jumping up in joy. And she says, like, you know what? I'm breaking my patterns and stuff. I'm not doing this anymore. So yeah, pretty boy, you're the fuck out of here. So so Fox is out like sauerkraut and says stuff. The uh, says more stuff that like how the relationship could have worked and stuff. But then we get his theme one last time. Then we get a toast. Yep. anything you want to add on on that um, basically
1: um, now that Fox is gone there's literally no one in the cast that I dislike which is both a good thing and a bad thing because now you're going to see all your boys getting eliminated I'm like fuck is
0: this what it's like to be invested in a reality show <laughs> this sucks so in the end <laughs> crash, we have Flex asking 12 pack how many times oh, Fox yeah. teabagged him he said I don't know like three or something then Fox finds a random speedo on his pillow And that's the episode, you guys. That's the that episode. Is the you guys. episode. It was
1: one of the better ones. Like it was slower, but I don't know. I, I like that it wasn't like. Oh
0: no! I was like thought it was slow too. But for our purposes, shit, dude. Those fucking was a pancakes. Lot of notes,
1: yeah. Oh my god, those pancakes.
0: Yo, those fucking pancakes at the fucking lingerie shop, dude. Holy fucking shit! Like yeah, most of the spicy tra- like drama is with Fox and I'm them say catching spicy trauma. Yeah, the spicy drama with them trying to catch Fox in the fucking mix and stuff and the phone call. But honestly. that shit was kind of boring compared to the fucking really shitty food poisoning fucking pancakes that Daisy was (laughs) making and me sitting there was like dude fuck I would boot you off the fucking show if you fucking were making those pancakes right then and there you need a you need a lot. Or at least I would come in and start tr- teaching you how to make pancakes. And for starters, not as much fucking chocolate chips. Whatever. As y- listeners, you heard earlier, I got business to attend to because fucking two of my mates showed up and we gotta do some fucking tracking and shit. So yes. Anything else you want to say before we're out?
1: Uh, no, just uh, you know the uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, like I was, I mentioned shout out to Podbean.
0: earlier. I was on there, and uh, you know people still like us, so that's cool. That feels Woo-hoo. good. Yeah, I haven't checked us our Podbean specific site. So I just go off for random statistics. Well then, listeners, this is the Doctor the Digital Radio Show with your host James and Edward. I've been Edward. All right, I'm one. Adios.